it's Alexis Haynes, and this is my podcast, Recovering from Reality. We're sitting down with Joe and Lo. <laughs> Show started Cured, and you guys have probably heard um, the ad reads that I do for Cured. It is an incredible CBD line, and we're going to get into that. But I was just sharing with them, this is maybe TMI, that I'm going to get my first colonic um, today. Very excited. I, I have no idea what that entails. Okay, mm. so they basically pump water into your butt and then like suck out full, all of the poop. Yeah. Full flush. They also do <laughs> full, full, full flush. <laughs> they do coffee you colonics, too. You press both too. buttons, not just the, the single button. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did you right? say? Yeah, they do coffee colonics. Wow. Yeah, it's like an enema. So yes. that's supposed to be really good for the liver. So mm-hmm. I, huh. one of the things, one of my many ailments no, that I'm in, <laughs> that I'm recovering from is um, IBS. Mm. And so, but like I have like the constipation side of IBS and I'm working with this um, amazing woman, Vanessa, and we're doing this heavy metal detox. I'm like, I've been doing heavy metal detoxes for so long. She's like, well, because your bowels are so sluggish, that's where they come out is through your bowels, sweat and urine. Hmm. And so um, her assistant was like, yeah, I did a colonic and I lost five pounds, five pounds of poop. And then I started Googling it and this might be TMI, but like the average person has five to seven pounds of shit in their stomach. That's some weight. That's some weight. Do you go to the bathroom three times a day? No. That's how much you're supposed Uh, to go Not three times. Two to three. Oh, so you're, you're really good. So you're good. No, you don't yeah. First thing in the morning, your system like you is yeah. on fire. That's I mean, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> get it started. It's typically every time you eat <laughs> a meal. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to go every time you eat a meal. Yeah, you're on it, babe. I'm almost there. Yeah, yeah. I am so not. So I'm. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, thanks, guys, for coming on the podcast. <laughs> where we talk about <laughs> poop. Where we talk about poop. Yeah, right. I mean, everybody poops, right? Everybody poops. <laughs> some people, not enough. Is some. That and that sounds like us, Lo. So yeah. we're we're on that side of things. But I'm really, really um I, I wouldn't say I'm excited about it, but I am intrigued and we'll see yeah. how it goes. You're supposed to do a series of them. I'm like, let's just see if I can even handle one. <laughs> Cause they like stick a tube up your butt, pump in the water, massage your stomach, and then <laughs> suck. Get all out. Wow. I can't. And you're not allowed to eat for three hours before. So I'm making my assistant Peyton right now order um, food for me now because I'm starving and you're not allowed to eat. We got to like, hit the three, three hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to make it unless you or- Did you order for me? Yes, yeah, she did. Okay. Thank <laughs> God. Okay. So, um, so let's dive right into it. So yeah. a, a little bit of backstory. I started this podcast and then Cured reached out to me and they sent me this beautiful package and um, at the time, I was just like, yeah, okay, you want to sponsor the podcast? Awesome. And then I actually started trying the products. And we talked about this um, when you came in. CBD is something, you guys, that you have to try for a while mm-hmm. before you actually see the benefits. And I had tried so many different types of CBD and was not really happy with any of them. And then I um, tried your the Zen Mm, yeah, Let's actually the pull sleep it capsules. Yeah. yeah, the crazy concoction, which th- that's the thing is it's, so this is something a little bit different. You know, you yeah. look, most of what you see out there on the market is a CBD oil that comes in a tincture, yes. or sublingual drop or put it in Which you guys tongue. have. Yeah, and it I don't works. like the taste. A lot of people. The, you have the, the hemp one or the mint one. I have the just 
regular. Yeah. The hemp, it's acquired. It. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely <laughs> an acquired taste. Yeah. For sure. And some a lot people of people like it, say though. that. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. some people it's really earthy. like the taste of dirt. That's <laughs> really, yeah. weed, weed dirt. It's, it's weed dirt, it's yeah. Weed. With a little water. <laughs> yeah. It's pure. You guys, if you don't want anything else, it's pure. And, and that's what's out there. If you go to any hemp shop, yeah. there you go. Yeah. That's yep. the, you'll see tinctures everywhere of, of the droppers. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and then people will use them once, twice, three times. doesn't work. Throws it away. Don't come back to it. This yes. is bullshit. It's everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's like when I, when we started the company a couple of years ago, it was like, we were just having to teach people and educate them on what CBD, the cannabinoid was. Mm-hmm. And now if you put it on a plastic bottle everyone's like oh yeah you're Mm -hmm. gonna sell it which is bullshit because people deserve better than that and so we 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 take a lot of pride in that but we also take a lot of pride in those unique products like like the zen that you're holding so what i love about the zen is these are blends you guys um and so many people just take the straight cbd but this has magnesium in it it has the hemp extract it has the, I can barely see in here because it's so dark. Yeah, it's got that. The valerian to help you with sleep. Passion flower, mm-hmm. ashwagandha. It's got a big blend of herbs in it because the thing is, is that CBD does work. It really does. You have to take it for a long time. As you're mm-hmm. saying, you have to build therapeutic levels in your system for it to actually work. It's an adaptogen, which means it's basically helping your body get back to homeostasis and you're not going to take one dose yeah. and make that happen. It's like a diet. It's like eating healthy. It takes mm-hmm. some time, right? And um, so that's great, but that's going to be an overtime type thing. You can get the calming effects from it as well, but it's not going to make you, it's not like a sleep aid. It calms you down. You have less anxiety. Yeah. You can then stop thinking as much. Then most of us can fall asleep and we can shut our brains off, right? Like, so it's like a secondary tertiary effect. Yes. The calming, the instantaneous calming effects are there, but you want to take it over time for the inflammation reduction. Yes, absolutely. So um, I've taken ashwagandha by itself because I had adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that it was in here, I was like, oh, cool. Well, now I'm, you know, two birds, one stone. So we put a cocktail together and, and really, really put a lot of pride into educating around it and talking about medicinal functional mushrooms that are in there yeah. and and the herbs and it's a combination of all things nature and that's why things work and yes. we talked about that heavily on the the other podcast that we just recorded is it's an alternative it's a way to look at health and supplements and nutrition from an alternative perspective and look at what's in nature and use all of that in combination with a good lifestyle and yeah. sleeping and giving yourself the the sleep amount that you need and eating correctly and moving correctly and then remembering that we're all nature and connecting to nature and putting that all together. Yeah. And then they also have one for the morning, which is the rise and Mm -hmm. it has a B vitamin blend. It has lion's mane Mm -hmm. and cordyceps Mm -hmm. and then a bunch of other herbs in it as well. And it's just, it's a great, it's a great product to an alternative for drinking coffee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, because, so I have MTHFR, which is a gene mutation, mm-hmm. and it's not um, methylated bees, so I can't take it. What do you think about switching for me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that 40% of the Caucasian population has MTHFR? I did not I know that. I didn't know that 40%. Percentage. It's That's a huge huh. amount of people that actually should that actually get poisoned by traditional folic acid. Really? It just builds up in the system and is never 
processed out. And so you need to have already methylated forms of B vitamins. Mm. Otherwise, yeah. Oh, my doctors have told me that I don't methylate my B vitamins. So there you go. You need methylated. Otherwise, you're just storing up levels but not actually reaping any of the benefits. Mm. And too much folic acid in the system is actually really bad. Wow. So there you go. That's one of the first things that I realized when I started my health journey after dealing with postpartum depression was that I had MTHFR. Mm -hmm. So, um, but my husband, uh, my husband's business partner, I got him hooked on the rise and he loves them. He doesn't have MTHFR though. (laughs) So he takes them. Um, But yeah, it's just something interesting to think about. Um, So you guys have these two supplements. You have the drops you have a honey. We've got food products. food products. We're really like, we're trying to come out with a bunch of unique products to normalize cannabis. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the mission behind what yeah. we're doing because there is, and for some people it's obviously like the intention and in how you're using it. Are you smoking weed to numb yourself? Okay. That's not okay. Are you using it in a way that's going to make you more creative, make you, be able to sit down and get into into the now and in your flow state and draw and listen to some music and check in and well then then it's fine That's and fine. you should you should be allowed to to use that and the big misconception there's just a big misconception and stigma around marijuana and it's been there forever yeah so you know the first step is to talk about other pieces of the plant yeah talk about talk about CBD, talk about the non-intoxicating piece that has benefits. Yeah. It's, there, there are benefits to taking it as a human being. We have an endocannabinoid system that is in our body has always been there. So mm-hmm. let's take care, let's take care of that piece too. Yeah. And so that was, that was why Cured was born. And we put a lot of focus on community events and bringing people together and creating products that are are, are normalized. You use it as as a food product, as a, as something that you cook with, or something that you take when you're on the go as a snack to normalize marijuana and to get people to realize that there are other things out there that we need to look at, like alcohol that has d- destroyed many people's lives that I that I have relationship with, and 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 even myself, and that's a problem. Yeah, that's a massive problem, and and the marijuana industry and and shift and everything that's going on needs to be done very consciously yeah absolutely and i want to dive into your guys's personal stories in a second but i also had one more question because yeah what i've heard is that for cbd to be effective you have to have a tiny bit of thc in it and so what they're saying there is you need a full spectrum product yeah so full spectrum full spectrum or broad spectrum so the the cannabis plant has over 80 cannabinoids in it. Mm-hmm. Each of them have some type of benefit. Okay. THC and CBD are one, one of, of two yeah. of the 80. Yeah. Yes. So if THC is gone, you can get the effect from all of the other cannabinoids in there as well. And that's considered a broad spectrum extract. If you have all of the cannabinoids and then what's called like the terpenes, which are the, the flavor profiles, the aromatic pieces of the plant, Lavender is a terpene. When you have all of those combined, they work in combination to create what many people in the industry call the entourage effect. And so a full spectrum product is always going to work better because it has all of those other cannabinoids in it and terpenes in it. And so that's what people are referring to. Mm -hmm. It works 
as a full spectrum extract. So that's what we should always look at. When we look at isolating something, even just isolating CBD and uh, putting it into a powder form, that's basically what like pharmaceutical drugs are. Yeah. So when, when you look at nature, when you look at plants, you need to use the whole array, the full spectrum of that plant and what it can offer for you. So the people have said that, and what they're really saying is you should use a whole plant extract rather than something that's refined okay. more. Yeah, because that makes a lot of sense because some people were like, oh, well, if you use CBD, you need one that, even if it's like a huge ratio, like a 32 to one, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where there's, mm-hmm. you're not going to get high. You're not mm-hmm. going to experience any yep. effects of the THC. But, you know, some people said, I don't know. I don't yeah. know much Exactly. About. I mean, it's, it's more so it's wanting the entire plant because it all works synergistically. But again, we need that information and we need that education because people assume they hear THC and it's automatically, oh, You're I'm going get to get high. high. But in reality, yeah. it's, oh, it's there because it will work synergistically. I'll res- I'll experience more of the therapeutic benefits of the entire plant Mm-hmm. versus like you're saying babe isolating it down to just one compound yeah yeah, yeah. so the people that that is a the, it's a correct statement like you just you need to use all of the plant yeah yeah okay that totally makes sense so you guys have a podcast the joe low show you just changed the podcast name. yeah <laughs> i like i like it i really do it rolls it yeah. does right? it works <laughs> um and i'm assuming that you got into the podcasting space to bring awareness to alternative mm. options for um, addiction issues. Massively. And you had addiction issues. And do you have addiction issues and eating disorder or just? Eating e- disorder with addictive subcomponents okay. of yeah. that eating disorder. Yeah. 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 So I'd love to dive into your guys' stories because, you know, I'm all about letting people know that, you know, what is possible and what different types of recovery look like. So mm. we'll start with you. Jim. Yeah, it's continuous. I would, I would, was the first thing that I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving college. So in college, I should say, and into my fourth year in school, I was escaping. I would drink and take drugs out in, in combination five out of seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I was also in in aerospace engineering program. I also had a internship at a very well-known company. I was able to play both ends. And it's not something that I'm proud of because I can hide it and my addiction can be working and, and covering things up. And so I was playing both ends of that in college. And the person that I wanted to be in comparison to the person that I was, that there was a massive chasm between the two. And I would make decisions to people please, I would make decisions to align with people that I was around even though, because I had no answers of who I was. So I'm just going to follow these people, I'm gonna make these decisions, I'm going to be enough. And I just molded to a bunch of people. They were not bad people, they're great people. I only have relationships with a couple of them now because I had to for my own life. I, in the fourth year of school, went to Ultra Music Festival in in Miami and spent 10 days really gone. Yeah. Gone. 
taking every drug under the sun and coming home and having zero serotonin and and then still going out and drinking and was taking was taking anti-anxiety medication then and still combined it with alcohol and one night it was a a wednesday morning at like 2:30 a.m. which is insane i found myself on the other side of a guardrail i was ready to just jump off the bridge and kill myself and way down below i don't know what he was doing there at 2:30 a.m. on a on a week day mm. your angel yeah my angel stopped me and next thing i knew i was on the other side of the guardrail and that night the next day when i woke up and my girlfriend at the time called my parents and i went to the hospital and i listed off every single drug i had done to my parents and i saw them crumble that woke me up that yeah. was when i woke up and i said wow i am not who who i want to be and so then for years after that i cut i cut everything out of my life i cut every every body out of my life and poured all of my energy into luckily retaining and and getting the job that i had worked so hard for in school and spending 7 years building spacecrafts that have gone to jupiter gone to mars gone to the moon orbited the earth and did the coolest things that i could i could ever imagine and then found found bodybuilding and that really helped me as well from from moving my body and taking care of myself and that on the side turned into the desire for entrepreneurship and combine all three of those and i was addicted again mm. i was numbing in three different areas and so my answer the first word that i said when you asked me i was like it's continuous i realized that it so many people can struggle with addictions and mental health and you have no idea yeah you have no idea so it's a it's a continuous thing for me and i have explored all alternative uh options and really find a massive benefit to it and have talked to a lot of other people that have experienced the same and the biggest thing is going back and rewiring your brain going back to experiences that you might have a lot of shame around or something that's causing you to be trapped going back there and going back there in a safe space and being held and walk through it and told that hey it's okay like you're enough yeah. you're still loved nobody's going to leave you the right people aren't going to leave you they're still going to love you yeah and you're brave and and working through that has been amplified by psilocybin and and playing around with not playing around um that's that's a really poor way of saying that um exploring exploring yeah exploring yeah and studying and being curious yeah i think recovery is um like i said it it's an individual process and you uh, you know i encourage people to look at the the other areas and we talked about this in in, in your podcast um as far as like expanding our consciousness 
with using um, plant medicine, I don't have any problem problem with that. I would just encourage people to look at their intention. Mm-hmm. Like, is my intention to expand, to become more loving, to care more about myself, to do yeah. Have I been doing the work already? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm just at a place where I feel like I'm at, you know, stagnant and need mm-hmm. some more support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or am I trying to get loaded and check out and have mm-hmm. a fun time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really making me more of a conscious being. Mm-hmm. And so what what I was saying is that I realized that I could still work myself to death. Like I got rid of my addiction to alcohol and partying and drugs and checking out, but I can still check out in other ways. ways. Right. The concept of symptom swapping. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so for me, like where, where that exploration has brought me lately is I'm becoming more of a conscious being. I understand more how I show up and how I show up in other people's lives and in relation to people and how I support people and how I talk about my own struggles. And, and when I'm releasing things in the wrong way, when things come out sideways, sideways, it's all making me more of a conscious being and waking me up to, that, to the fact that it's, it's continuous work. Yeah. It's continuous work. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, Checking in. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, Lo, you're also in recovery. And yeah. what was that experience and kind of like the lead up to that? Yeah, it's my life has been a journey. And as far as my ED goes, my trauma started around six years old and was fairly consistent up until about two years ago and there was a lot of sexual trauma and emotional trauma and physical trauma and we touched on this in our jolo episode but i didn't have the coping mechanisms to handle that trauma Mm -hmm. and i didn't have the internal scaffolding to really process what was happening and i started numbing and i numbed by restricting so that went down a very scary and dangerous rabbit hole. Um, I struggled with anorexia nervosa, orthorexia, and an, a severe exercise addiction for a little over 11 years. And it progressively got worse and worse and worse as the trauma accumulated because I had to numb more and and more and more. more. Exactly. And you, as you know, with any addiction, you don't start with a certain intensity or frequency with whatever you're using as your compulsive substance, right? It gradually increases and you need more and more and more and more and in my case that looked like restricting more and more and more and more and as as that continued it played in this really intricate dance with my PTSD and they were both essentially maintaining factors for each other and the more I could restrict and numb and starve myself, the more I could numb and avoid feeling the PTSD, which meant that the PTSD grew and grew and grew. And 
I don't know if you're familiar with the functions of anorexia nervosa, but it's very similar to any type of substance where you actually, your brain um, becomes fixated on dopamine. And as you starve, you equate that starvation experience and it elicits a hit of dopamine. And so every time you restrict and every time you starve, you actually get a fix. Mm-hmm. And it creates this really convoluted wave of numbing and then a hit of enoughness and then a really deep drop and then a need to numb more. And this continued for a decade. And I went to treatment for the first time about five years ago. Um, I was raped and my ED went very, 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 very dark for that year following. And I never spoke about it. I told one person, my abusive ex-boyfriend, who said it was my fault, which just confirmed everything Mm -hmm. that I was telling myself. And got to a a very low place, was checked into treatment, was in a facility for six months with an NG tube and the whole nine yards. And when I was discharged, I wasn't really ready for recovery that first time. And so it was very superficial. It was getting the bells and whistles taken care of. Physically, I was stabilized, but I didn't look at any of my trauma. I wasn't ready to unpack it yet. I wasn't ready to look at the pain yet. And so I moved into this pseudo recovery and fell back into an intense exercise obsession and wasn't restricting as heavily, but was really relying on orthorexia and the exercise to create a sense of control and numbing and avoidance. And... I was in that pseudo recovery space for a couple of years and like Joe, I was able to function. We've, we've heard you talk about this on your podcast, but this concept of just because we can function doesn't mean we're well. Yeah. And I wasn't well. And I can I was, function really high. That's the same thing. Right, yeah. I can function really, really well. I can get shit done. I can be an achiever. Yeah, I can. Absolutely. I mean, like, I'm really good. But at it's that. like the pain is still existing. exactly. It's We're still fragmented. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I think that so many people, a lot of people, uh, you know, in this day and age, I say like everybody's addicted to something. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care. Maybe that's controversial, but fuck mm. it. I'm gonna it's say it. it's one hundred percent Whether true. it's working out, social media, yep. a relationship, mm-hmm. drugs, alcohol, food. working, food, whatever it is, we are all checking out. And uh, you know, maybe I'll get heat for it. I don't. I don't know. But. Uh, I, you know, I would challenge anybody who says, you know, that I have a healthy, I have a healthy relationship to every aspect of my life. It's like, I, I honestly doubt it because we've been modeled now for so long and, and you started to kind of touch on generational trauma in, mm-hmm. in the episode that I did on your guys' podcast. And it's like, we've been on this train for so many generations now. It's like, no. And, mm-hmm. I, and I argue all the time, like the beginning of civilization was when we became less civilized. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because we stopped, ha- we stopped valuing connections. We stopped valuing valuing being a part of a society. About having tribes. About being connected. About um, all all of that. Like mm-hmm. we we stopped all of that. And the other th- part of that is back back when we had 
tribes and we lived in tribes um you know and again like i don't believe in behavioral modification but we would behave and care more about other people because if we got kicked out of our tribe we couldn't survive mm -hmm. and so now we live in this like dog eat dog world that's like <laughs> so brutal mm -hmm. where women are being raped and sexually abused you know it's one in three i would argue that it's more than that absolutely men one in six one in seven and we're having um all of the you know genocide and what's going on at our borders and climate change and all these issues because we're so disconnected mm -hmm. and so everybody needs to numb out mm -hmm. right in some way or another because it's easier to bury our heads in the sand than it is to actually wake up and take a look at what's going on and that is a really really painful process yes and that's what that's exactly where i had to go last fall i had to wake up mm -hmm. and i relapsed and as you've mentioned within that space and I, I know that Joe you experience parts of this within your process as well but it's so isolating mm -hmm. and we become so disconnected from communities mm -hmm. and from ourselves and so much of my now recovery process checked myself back into treatment last winter discharged did the hardest work of my life and I'm still doing that daily it's a daily process yeah. but so much of my recovery now is centered around connection around inviting people in around creating communities around having a beautiful relationship with Joe and such a sacred container to explore consciousness to explore alternative medicine to explore breaking down my internal models of shame and exploring all of these different facets and aspects of what it truly means to be recovering and no longer numbing mm -hmm. yeah. and waking up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And going and I think the other piece of that is going really deep with a handful of people. Like when we talk about, we were talking about this on our podcast, but you don't need a massive friend group. No. You need to go deep and you need to talk about everything with a few, a people, few people that are going to hold you absolutely. still yeah. and love yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. And and that aren't going to, you know, the the shame triggers, you know what I mean? Like I had so many friends that would that would say things that they didn't they didn't mean to, but that were so shaming mm. and it's like I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. I remember like um we got slapped with like a huge tax bill and I was like, fuck. And my girlfriend's like, I don't even understand like how you, how you got into that situation. And I'm like, mm. okay. Um, I, I, it came out of left field. I had no idea. Like, I, I, I don't no, like, what do you, you plan like, on it like I didn't never plan on that no. happening to no. us. And Shit then the, the freaking business burned down and I was, just, it's just been one thing after another. So it was like, you know, it, you have to be so careful the people that you mm -hmm. share stuff. And I was coming to her with like, here's a major stress that's going on in my life right now. And I need support. And her response was like, I don't even know how, like, mm. how does that even happen? Or should you be doing X, Y, and Z if you like have such a, and it's fine now, thank God. But it, you know, it was like really scary right. in the beginning there but um, you, for a minute. You come across people and friends or acquaintances who maybe haven't hit bottom, mm -hmm. haven't experienced different hardships, different traumas. And 
sometimes comments can be personifying the problem as a character flaw versus this is something really shitty that happened in life that I just need support with as I learn how to navigate it because it's new for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had certainly never dealt with anything like that before. Right. It was like a huge, it just, it came as like a huge shock, but yeah, I think that that, that having that core group of friends is essential to recovery Mm -hmm. people that you can have an intimate relationship with that just really care for you and that are there for you in an empathetic way Mm -hmm. and and i think the thing that i really like that that low says a lot is and i and i hear many people say this is it's not linear no it's not not a linear experience yeah there's high highs and low lows and life throws you so many curveballs and it requires a lot of trust It requires a lot of trust, like you were saying, a lot of trust in yourself and a lot of trust in the people around you. And that only takes a couple of people to build that really tight knit group of community. So how is Cured like born? I want to know more about that. Well, exactly. Still the same mission, really. You know, I, I got to the point where, okay, I haven't drank for years. I haven't taken a lot of these uh, numbing and intense escape drugs in years. Well, I'm, I'm fighting an addiction through working and through working out and, and trying to do something that's supposed to be healthy for you. The fitness world like is supposed to be healthy for you, but the, the people that you see, many of them are addicted to the most unhealthy people. Yes. And so I started questioning that. Like as mm-hmm. I was bodybuilding, I started I started taking steroids. Mm-hmm. I was like, here it is. Like it's showing up again, hidden in something that is called fitness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That a bunch yeah. of people online follow and compare themselves yeah. to and like, oh, I'm never gonna look like that. Well, everybody needs to wake up and realize that what you're comparing yourself to is not real. It's not yeah. natural. It's not natural. And there might be a lot of pain there. They yeah. might be looking for something. And that's not everybody because there are really talented bodybuilders out there. Sometimes it was people's calling, whatever it may be. And that's, and that's the path in, in every, in every Avenue. But I, uh, being in that industry was like, man, like there's something wrong here. There's something going on and hashtag health on these pictures is not correct. Yeah. And I had started, uh, as, as medical marijuana in Colorado became available and recreational. I had gone, into the dispensary and I hadn't, I hadn't smoked weed in a really long time in probably three years from when I, yeah, we talk about sober and, and not sober. And I think that that's something that people need to dialogue around a lot more because mm-hmm. I am sober from alcohol and I am sober from numbing with alcohol and with other drugs and with other drugs. Yeah. yeah and, absolutely. and then I use marijuana to relax at night sometimes i don't want to pick up a glass of alcohol because i know what it makes me feel like yeah similarly with psychedelics too right same like being sober from the substances that are harming us but understanding that sobriety is an individual experience and it can look very different person to person and what it looks like in our home is utilizing set and setting and safe exploration a therapeutic exploration with psychedelics and with marijuana yeah and so my big thing with with cured was 
hey, I'm using marijuana again to relax at night. I'm, I can come home and I can unwind and I can read a book and I can sit on the porch and I can become present. It brings me into the present moment. When I go look at a really beautiful view, it elevates that experience for me and gets me right there. I'm not thinking about taxes. I'm not thinking about everything else that I need to be doing. I'm becoming present. And I wanted people to talk about marijuana more. I saw everything that was going wrong with the health and fitness industry. I saw, I saw marijuana being something that has a lot of potential, but people need to start shifting their conversation on it. Mm. And as I was competing, built up a network of friends in the health and fitness industry. And one after another, I asked, I, they said, yeah, I use cannabis. Yeah. Uh, but they don't talk about it. Why don't you talk about it? Because there's some sort of shame around stigma. it. That's, there's a mm -hmm. stigma around it. So I started using CBD and it helped me a lot. I was, I was sleeping really well. I was recovering and I felt better. And I was like, okay, so why is there this viewpoint around this? I'm going to change it. And so just started started exploring different ways of taking CBD, cannabinoids, and asking questions and sending it out to friends and saying, hey, like, does this make you feel better? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's share it with other people. Yeah. See, see who can help stop taking things that they don't want to take in more and take care of themselves in a more natural yeah. way. So it's really I'm a, all about a harm reduction, you guys. Uh, I think in this day and age, it's unrealistic to expect everyone to just get sober. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to happen. I also think that there's spectrums of addiction, and I think anybody can have the anybody can go down a rabbit hole and like I did and become addicted and become a heroin addict. Um, and then a lot of people can just keep it at whatever. Not to like you. What happened to you is obviously like you were suicidal and mm -hmm. you were in a really bad place. And and I'm not trying to say that that's that somehow I was worse than you by any means. I'm just saying there's a spectrum, right? Of and again, we go back to epigenetics. Some people are more sensitive. Some people are more resilient. Mm -hmm. Some people uh, have uh, are like type A personalities and some people aren't. Some people can really focus well and some people can't. Some people yeah. are super book smart. Some people aren't. And so it's like we can't have this cookie cutter approach to life anymore, you guys. And we have to be willing to open our minds to alternatives. And I'm sorry, you can't compare... I'd much rather somebody be smoking marijuana at night to help them calm down and relax than taking a Xanax. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or and drinking possibly, a bottle of wine. Or drinking a bottle of wine mm -hmm. or possibly becoming addicted to, you know. And and so I think, you know, like if it's like, okay, I'm going to smoke a little weed or I'm going to stick a needle in my arm. It's like harm reduction all the way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? so I, I just, I've always had this perspective of like, has it done me wrong? Yeah. Am I, a st am I, am I somebody that can use this and, and can be a creative person and, and come into the present moment and be more me, be more open to connection, talk yeah. to people's be, be more interested in things, think more. Yeah. And it, and it, the answer was always 100% yes. So yeah. that's where, that's where Cured was born. And, you know, having a community of people of health and fitness professionals, the the conscious ones that wanted to talk about it and wanted to share it. Mm -hmm. And so that was uh, almost a little over two years ago now. And, and now the industry is crazy and we're continuing to evolve. And that's why we started talking about 
the other products and, yeah. and things that Cured is doing and bringing to me- together community. So I want to talk about this further because, okay, so when you guys initially contacted me and I was like, sure, I'll do an ad read and I really had no idea what your products were about and I just had started taking them and now that it's like a integrated part of my routine, I I can see the benefits, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you brought on an herbalist to yeah. put together yeah. these these yeah. blends, which I think is really cool because so many people, I think, just take shortcuts and are like, oh, well, I heard ashwagandha is good for you. This so is you trendy. This is trendy. Yeah. This is trendy. CBD is really trendy. So I'm going to put it on a yeah, plastic bottle and together. I'm going to sell it. Exactly. Like that's, and that's, I mean, that's the nature of what business is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thankful for, I hate the fact that that's happened because when that does happen and people just sell something because it has a three letter, yeah. three letters on it. That's doing a disservice to the plant. Yeah. And that's it. Absolutely. And so, so yeah, we brought on a clinical herbalist who has been working with individuals in their healing and nutrition and, and just practice, uh, for years and years now. And we had the idea that we need to be able to create products for people that can allow and enhance all aspects of your day. Mm-hmm. whether you're on the go at home, ready to go to bed or ready to wake up. Yeah. And so we started exploring that with, with our herbalist. What, what can we do with functional mushrooms? How can we add different herbs into this? What, what pieces of these products are warming? What pieces of these products are cooling? How does it all come together in a very Chinese like medicinal way? Yeah. And, and spent almost a year formulating both of those products and putting too many of one thing in them and taking them out the office and getting a splitting headache and one girl's eye was twitching and spent, <laughs> but, but spent yeah. a lot of time yeah, like trial and error. <laughs> in research and development and understanding yeah. that what we're putting out into the market is actually going to work for people. Yeah. And we do that because we care and we don't want to just make money right now. We want to be here for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm all about it, guys. I mean, we were talking at the beginning of this episode and I said that... Um, I'm so selective about the partnerships that I'm making because this community is so sacred to me Mm. and I don't want to be promoting something that I don't actually love. So when you guys sent me the sample and I tried it and I liked it, I was just starting to get the benefits when um, we decided to have to align for a partnership on this podcast. And now that it's been, I don't even know, I think four, three and a half, four months that Mm -hmm. I've been taking this product, it's something that I really like and that I see a benefit. And again, you guys, this is non-psychoactive. So if you're in the recovery community this is something that's you know as long as you're comfortable with it totally okay for Mm -hmm. you to consume and i do definitely see benefits overall of calming and feeling in tune and connected and just centered exactly centered is the best word for it it's absolutely non-psychoactive it's like a body thing like my whole body just feels like it's in a relaxed state, which I think is really huge. And again, this is something that our body, our system already has in place. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we're just figuring out how, you know what I mean? How How to to support it. it. Exactly. Optimize, support it. Um, And I totally love that. And I'm here for it. Um, Where can, I mean, obviously you can buy this cured nutrition. Yeah. 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 Curednutrition.com. 
can check us out on Instagram. And I, your coupon was Alexis, Alexis 25. 25. Yeah. Yep. But, but I think it's still there, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We'll have to, t- if <laughs> we'll it's, have to double, we're making we'll make sure, sure it's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after, after spending time together, we all realize how everybody's on this mission to make life a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And we all deserve that. And that's, yeah. that's what you're doing with everything from recovering from reality and what Cured is trying to do, just yeah. trying to make people feel better and understand what you should use, what you shouldn't use, how you should ask questions, how you should understand where your products are coming from um, and be a, be a conscious human being yeah. and take care of yourself. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the Cured nutrition story and mission and model and, and ask for, for all of us. If you're not going to buy products from us, that's, that's great. Just go ask the right questions. Understand it's so funny because I spent so much time building a CBD company, but I like say I don't own a CBD company because it's not about that. Yeah. It's about pieces of nature and pieces of us as human beings that we need to take care of yeah. and, mm-hmm. and the products and supplements that are going to help support that lifestyle. So Love that. yeah, yeah. Cured, and they have a podcast. So you yeah. can go to curednutrition.com so, to try any of these amazing products and they have a ton of them. And the bars are really good, too. Yeah, guys. the cookie dough. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like a Peanut treat. butter cookie dough. <laughs> yeah, Did so you try good. it frozen? No, okay. I just tried it, well, like, out of the box. Freeze okay. it? Okay. Yeah, that's Freezing the move. It. <laughs> and then, so we actually didn't mention it, but there's a Cured Collective podcast. And so okay. that's the yeah. Cured podcast. Yeah. Joe heads that and has incredible guests on to really educate and inform. And it's such a useful resource for anyone who's wanting to learn more about how to use this plant and what Love it that. can actually do for your body. Yeah. And then our own podcast is The Joe Lo Show. And that's for... Everything outside of the the cured side, cured covers so much. And then we dip into a little bit more of the mental health and the consciousness and spirituality on the Jolo show. Yeah. yeah. And we, we educate on the cured collective podcast. People want to know what we're about and why we do what yeah. we do. Bring the doctors on, bring the experts, the nutritionists, the yeah. herbalists that formulated our products. You Love can it. listen to the people that work for the company. It's, it's a beautiful thing, and and Lo and I have committed ourselves to to being a small piece in in the massive piece and movement around mental health that needs mm. that really needs all of us to come together and talk about things and and be a community. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Guys. And you're doing that on your Instagram. Uh, oh. Joseph Sheehy. Oh, yeah. And I'm doing I do that have on an Instagram. my Instagram at low.bondi. And my website is www.lovegrown.me. And that's where I have my blog. And that's also where I have all of my client resources because I mentor and help heal other women working through a lot of the same stuff that we've talked about oh, today. I love that. Yeah, so, incredible work. Yeah. A warm hug. A warm hug. We all need a warm oh, hug. We do. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, I really thank appreciate you. you coming on. Thank you. If you guys liked this episode, do me a solid. Head over to the podcast app and make sure that you are subscribed to Recovering from Reality. Not just subscribed, but give me five stars if you really liked it. Comment make a review. I really appreciate it. And if you're listening on your phone, you could even screenshot a picture of you listening and tag me up on Instagram and I'll do my best to share it within the community. So thanks for listening, you guys. And I hope you loved this episode. (music) 